Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of Frameskip, your weekly video game news slash topic discussion podcast. I am your host for the day, Austin Eller. I'm joined by the coach, Kyle Newman. How's it going, coach? The year's flying by. It's already halfway through January. I know. We're halfway through May. And now we're halfway through November. Right. And now it's 2024. <laughs> How are you, coach? Doing good. It got pretty cold this morning. We were, really? we were in the low 20s, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's about that here, too. I think our high today, though, was still like 50, which is just ridiculous yeah, for screw, January. Yeah, screw both of you. It's, it's yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. You're up in the northeast, like by Russia. I'm so far in the northern United States that I'm actually just in southern Canada at this point. That is, that's how far up in it What's I am. What's the weather like up there, George? Oh, no, I didn't leave the house today. It is extremely, it just looked cold from the outside. Damn. <laughs> it looked like a, like a Bob Ross painting with a strict emphasis on <laughs> blues. Let me yeah. ask you this. When does it start getting sweater weather for you guys? Like chilly or like it's warm enough where I only have to wear a sweater? No, when it gets started getting chilly after, okay. you know, it's summer and you're like, all right, cool. It's Thanksgiving. So it's time to put on a sweater. Usually October here in Maine. Like, oh, really? Uh, you got to start throwing stuff on like October 15th. Like usually Chris, uh, Halloween is like ruined because like, you know, you tried to wear your costume as a kid, but it's just yeah. it's, it's freezing out. So you got to wear a parka over your costume. I feel like I run a little I guess hotter than most people. So like, I feel like once things are like in the 50 to 60 range, like I don't necessarily need to cover up that much still. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm okay with like a light jacket in that range personally. Um, but like anything below 50 is like, okay, yeah, we can wear a sweater, sweater, or like a heavier coat or whatever it may be. Oh, you're such a baby. Mid to high fifties. I'm in shorts most of the time. Still yeah. hoodie, but yeah. I'm in shorts. Yeah. I would. I'm a little self-conscious of uh, my calves. I think they're too nice. Um, I don't want to show Can't them show off. show up to the world. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, I have a partner. I don't mean to be disrespectful to her by just flashing the goods every time I go into a, a grocery store or a gas station. So, so nice. yeah. Usually, usually if we ever meet up, here. that's the first thing I'm going to ask is yeah, show me, me the goods. Let me, me see those. Goods. Let me see those volleyballs you call calves. Yeah. Speaking of the goods. You've heard the man with the goods. It's George Cam Newton Loftus. How are you doing, George? I'm good. Let me explain to you why it's a positive that the Patriots did not make the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a panic attack every Saturday or Sunday because uh, <laughs> that's that's a great change. Yes. Uh, usually when the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, I don't sit down for three and a half hours, but I do chain smoke. And that's not good <laughs> for me uh, on a health level. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's positive. It's self care, really. That right. The Patriots aren't in the. They're helping season. out their fans. Yeah. Help so, them stay healthy, stay mentally positive. Yeah, it's great. Plus, it gives uh, the Celtics an opportunity for their <laughs> their best players to all get COVID. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you a speedy recovery, Jason Tatum. Love you. Are uh, you a Celtics I fan? I am. Yeah. Oh wow! I'm a Lakers fan. Oh wow! Congratulations! I you're, that was the that was the only title that I actually think was like legitimate in the entire pandemic was the basketball title. 
Yeah, because you know what was cool about it is there's no fans, there's no travel. It's just right there. It's just who's the best at basketball? Yeah. Yep. But like they actually played a full season. They played it in a way that felt responsible. Whereas like baseball, like that was a joke of a season, man. Oh, Come yeah. on. Those 60 Dude, games, like get out of here. That's not college real... football is ridiculous. Oh my god. Okay. It's been Congre- ridiculous. Congratulations, Ohio Alabama. State. Yeah. <laughs> Went to one of the playoff games and they've played six games this season. Yeah, but to their credit, they did beat Clemson, so they deserve to be there. Yeah, but at the same time, I forget what team it was, but there was a team that was like, was it Texas A&M or something six like and, that? Six and two or something. And so, like, how do you make that distinction between a team that's six and zero and a team that that's six and two? Like, I just it's so frustrating. Well, it's like that. It's like, dude, Nick Saban had COVID twice, you know, and right. it's just like, how many like. We we COVID hasn't right. been around long enough to like understand the full long term effects of it being exposed <laughs> to young people. So it's like, all right, <laughs> did we just wipe out like an entire generation of talent because we had to have an NCAA season that like I don't count it. Like, yeah, no, it was, I didn't it, even watch it. It was nice having like, oh, that's predictable. Like, oh, it's cool that Alabama won. We like, it's nice to think something could happen and then the thing actually happens. That was cool. But, like, I right. don't think this was a real ncaa season i don't i barely think this was a real like nfl season nope like denver had to start a wide receiver quarterback <sighs> like are you kidding me yeah like, that was rough but yeah. they weren't gonna make it to the playoffs anyways, no no so. they weren't but like they deserved a shot like you know the steelers ravens game getting postponed because lamar jackson came down with covid it's like all right well in that case like you did it because he was like the former mvp but like why can't you do that for the broncos like right. i don't know it, it just felt very favoritist i guess well I wish we would have seen Julian Edelman as quarterback at some point. I wish that would have been a thing because I know that w- they were talking about that during he's, the the whole Deflate Gate thing. He's got the highest. Uh, he's got like the highest QBR in Patriots history. Does anyone want to talk about games they've been playing or what? Are, I want to hear about what you were playing, Austin. Okay. So I've been playing Paper Mario sixty four. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I uh, I finally, finally, finally. Well, first off, I guess I didn't mention this either, but I beat um, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. I beat the the main story in that. Aside from like the extra ending that you get after playing like twenty more hours, and I was like, okay, I'm not doing this right now. Twenty more hours? Yes. Yeah. And it's like it's it's super short, but you do get two new characters for doing it. So I do want to go back and do Wait, it eventually. What short? The like extra ending like the ending itself that you get is just like i looked it up and it was like okay yeah that's all it is and i was like well i'm glad i didn't spend 20 hours doing this right now but i love that game the ending was great um curious to see what they do with zelda next and if it ties in with that game so well we'll see i don't know because we had cadence of hyrule and then this game Mm -hmm. and so in theory breath of the wild 2 is like poised to come out this year right I would think I, I would think there's some sort of Zelda content this year because this is also the 35th anniversary for Zelda is this oh, that's year. Right, yeah. yeah, but I just so. don't have faith in Nintendo actually doing something good regarding that. You They'll know? release Ocarina of Time and then pull it off the, the they're, eShop. They're so bad at anniversaries. Later. They're they're worse than every sitcom dad at anniversaries. It's it's I embarrassing. Mean, the 25th anniversary, all they had was that the package, you know, the, for the Wii. Yeah. And it was like, well, aren't well, you going to do anything else? And then remember the year of Luigi? That was a joke, oh, yeah. bro. 
it was, was like what was it dr luigi and and luigi's mansion 2 and that was it no, well, no it, I, they had the um super mario brothers you like the oh the, yeah the Wii, like that that was legit that was okay. legit good that was legit really good hard as hell i still haven't i haven't played it yet i have the the switch version that has it included but it'll anyway be, it'll be available on switch for nine minutes in six yes. months so set, yeah. your, set your watches way off topic but anyway Age of Calamity is great. I need to go back to it at some point. But because I beat it, Andy bought me Ghosts of Tsushima for Christmas and I was like dying to jump into it. I was holding on to it until I completed Age of Calamity. So I started it probably, I wasn't, was I on last? No, I wasn't on the show last week. So I probably started playing it prior to last week's episode, but I just wasn't on last week. I think I'm maybe five or six hours in so far. So not super far, but holy crap, what a game right like, yeah had i played that last year it would have easily been my game of the year and i'm only like i said five or six hours in but it's like got me completely hooked and um which is i feel like pretty special for me because it's been a while since a an open world like game of like a pretty large scope has really pulled me in like this i've been more into like the condensed kind of story linear type stuff for the past couple of years just because time and and work and school and whatever it was um, but this game is like just it's got its hooks in me and uh, like I just can't stop thinking about it I keep wanting to go back and it's like it's just everything about it is phenomenal like the the combat I think it was a couple weeks back George you had mentioned that it kind of does play like a PS3 era like kind of beat em up kind of brawler type game and I can see that for sure but something about it is still like so fulfilling to yeah, me absolutely um, and the side quests are phenomenal like I, I haven't heard too many people say that maybe i i people were talking about it and i just missed it but i've played like i said five six hours of this game and i think i've done like three main story quests like i've been focusing almost entirely on these like long flowing side quests and i really love how they do them where they're kind of like arcs yeah. instead of like oh here's one side quest and that's it it's like here's nine side quests that all relate to each other it's that and like the framing of each side quest like it really right. feels like each chapter i guess of a side quest like it feels like you're just watching like an episode of television or something like it's just incredibly right. well constructed beautifully set up like just in terms of like the presentation of it i guess like it's really special well and it, it was at the to the point where like i was kind of just playing and i didn't fully realize like the quests i was doing and i was kind of just doing some quests that i was like finding and it got to the point where I was like, oh, yeah, I've done like a lot of these story quests. And then I realized like I didn't do any of them. Like I was doing side quests the whole time. Um, so that's how that really shows the quality of them. And for me, like, I don't know that I can recall a, a game that has side quests that are like so compelling and interesting. Like I was doing the the one with the. It's like the the guy that is like some like bow and arrow expert or something. And he like trained his I guess protege Padawan, but this yes. is not Star Wars. <laughs> yes, his protege to like be an expert with a bow too, and she like kind of turned her back on him, and it, it was like just you know very interesting, kind of following that story quest or that side quest rather through. Um, that wasn't that wasn't even the best side quest, and like I think that side yeah. quest is like masterful. Like I, I think yeah. that side quest is incredible, but like there's more people to meet on the second island that's all i'm gonna say mm -hmm. and um 
Have you done like a legendary tail yet? Like for equipment or anything like armor? Yes, I did. Oh, shoot. I can't remember which one I did, but I did one of them. Like the lightning duel, I think, is yes. like one of the yes. earliest ones you come across. Yes. Yeah, that's the one I did. Those are phenomenal. Like those are just so cool. It just feels like what if we got some hyper stylized hyper personality infusion into this game and just like what if we just made our ideal samurai story here that right. r- that really breaks from historical conventions but it's just like compelling interesting stuff like it's it's it's, it's so good it's such a good game oh and a slight sl- spoiler but the the shot when you like finish that duel with him and you like do the move or whatever on him and lightning comes crashing down and strikes him it's like what a game man like the style of this game <laughs> phenomenal um and speaking of that like if you look up close like the individual graphics like the textures and stuff are nothing crazy but the kind of design like the concept they had for how this world was supposed to look in their mind uh, i honestly think this might be the best looking game i've ever seen and um again it's not because it's you know the textures are super high quality or look phenomenal it's like just the lighting and the style and like everything that they wanted to portray with this game is like it's honestly almost lifelike with the way that you know the grass moves and the the light is portrayed it's just it's incredible incredible that and it's beautiful how like you know you can set a waypoint on a map and like that feels like an old right? old time thing but then like once you're in the game you just swipe up on the trackpad to like right? see where you're supposed to go and just the wind blows and moves the grass and like the light reflecting on the glass or sorry on the grass is like oh that's where i'm supposed to go that's the direction i'm supposed yeah. to follow and it's not just like some flashing light on like the hud or something you know like it was just so smart the way they did it like they really took a step back and thought how do we interact with our games Right. And what can we improve as opposed to like, I still think the combat's a little sloppy. I don't think it's bad, but it, 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 yeah. was, it felt a little unrefined and like a little unpolished. But everything else, like it just interacting with that game was so great. Right. God, I love that game. I need to replay it. it everything just feels so organic and and digestic. Um, like it, it, it just right. sneaks in perfectly. It's so good. It's and it, like I said, I don't want to go on too long because I know the game's been out for like what seven months at this point. But you know, as somebody finally digging into it, and I'm playing it on my PS4 Pro, I'm not even playing it on PS5. I know it has that 60 frames per second mode, but it just looks gorgeous. And it's like I said, it's completely got me hooked. So I'm excited to to dig into it more. You know, what's good about Sony is each generation, when you look back, there's always these high quality triple a titles that you know are exclusive to that system think of the ps3 how many there were and now ps4 and i think more so the back half of that life of the this last generation Mm -hmm. some really good titles came out on that system oh yeah i mean you look at god of war spider-man even last of us 2 tsushima um just so many like incredible games and so you know not to bash on xbox but there's just something about the way sony produces and and yep. makes those games in such a i don't know exciting way like everyone gets into them and um high know, dollar value that's story what they based are. and cinematic yeah it's just I, 
obviously the people at Sony really care about a good story and it seems like those are the kind of games that they they want on their system and and want to produce for their system so and all along everyone's saying oh people don't want the single player story anymore but yet look look what sold this last generation right right yep so PS4 has some incredible games though I know at some point we're we're trying to do some sort of retrospective type podcast so Look forward to that soon. But in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Austin J. Eller because I've been posting Tsushima pictures every single day through this incredible photo mode that I can't get enough of. So what's, that's that's my spiel on the, that game. One final thing. What's frustrating is like the Kurosawa mode, the black and white mode is so cool, but you yeah. lose so much of the game's beauty in black yep. and white. Like it's very stylistic and it's super cool. But like, man, like just the colors in that game. I feel like I haven't seen those colors in another game. There's like there's one hidden field of just like purple flowers that you come across. And it's like I I found it like at night. And I was just like, this is serene. Like this is honestly the the only the only game that I can kind of compare like the color palette to is flower. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's a great point. The way that game looks. Um, And it's like amazing that they were able to pull that off and like this huge open world samurai game also have you fast traveled in that game no try it because it is (laughs) lightning fast it is so impressively fast like i I think it's probably like an initial boot takes a while to get into the game but then once you're in the game like every time you die you come back instantly every time you fast travel it's like blinking like you don't have time to like even like sit up and take a drink from your water like it's just so quick it's it's i noticed the dying thing I noticed the dying thing, even on PS4, which is like insane. I don't know how they did that, but um, they did it. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, let me, let me ask you guys this before we move on. Mm-hmm. When you guys are playing. And I know we all have different things going on, so some of us have more time and stuff, but how long are you able to sit down and game on average? These days for me. Like if I'm off, for example, you know, during the week, it's a little harder because I get home at like 630 eat and then I have to pretty much go to sleep by like 11 to be up on time. So I I really only have like, you know, three, three and a half hours every night. Most of the time, like if it's my day off, the most I can sit there and play is probably two, two and a half hours anymore, which is like way lower than it used to be. I used to be able to sit there and play for like seven eight hours if i really wanted to but i just can't anymore sure how about you george um it really depends and i think that's sort of changed some of the games i've been playing like i've been playing more arcadey style games so i can like oh i've got 15 minutes okay i can play 15 minutes of the game i'm going to talk about this week or like spyro or something but i normally try not to sit down unless i can have like at least an hour yeah just of like me time you know i'm in the same mindset if if i can't play something for like at least 45 minutes to an hour then i just don't i don't bother Mm. But, and i think that's why i got really into spyro because i'm like okay i can just 100 percent this world and then bounce right. you know um right what about you coach so it, it's tough it depends like during the week like it, it gets kind of crazy i will try and squeeze in an hour here and there during the week and then if i don't have reserves like i had reserves this weekend so i didn't really have time to game but mm-hmm. this weekend i want to dedicate um three hours each day um and get try and get as far into paper mario as i can but like you know it's a trade-off like 
if I get everything done tonight, maybe I could wake up early in the morning right. and game for an hour and a half, like a good 90 minutes or something like that, you know? So it's just, you, I have to like squeeze it in. So mm -hmm. as much as I want to play like Spider-Man, like I'm dying to play Spider-Man, I have to tell myself, okay, spring break is really the best time that I'll be able to do it because I could probably get halfway or three quarters through and then on the next couple of weekends, I might be able to finish it, you know, something right. like that. So, um, but, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we don't really have anything till March, you know? And then I forgot about good old uh, Mario next yeah. month, man. 3D World. Yep. yep. George, what have you been playing? <sighs> I've been playing something that I think both of you would be deeply interested in. I've been playing Episode One Racer. Uh, the nice. remake of the N64 and I think Dreamcast game. Is yes. it a remake or is it just a port? Um, I, well, it's like higher quality textures. And okay. stuff. So I guess right. it's, yeah, I guess port is probably like more is accurate. Is it widescreen? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, I can't remember because I'm just so focused on the center <laughs> of the screen. I, I've never played this game before. Like I played the arcade version. Oh, really? Like the arcade. Yeah, we talked about this on a podcast, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you did. You did. And I played like the the PS2 game when that came out to uh, to PSN. But this is my first time playing. This might be the best Star Wars game I've ever played in my entire life. This game is absolutely incredible. It wow. is it is the most I've ever felt like a Jedi. Just going a thousand miles per hour on Malisair or whatever, and then just like per, like lining up my perfect turn and like drifting around like a bend. It is so freaking good. I cannot get over it. <laughs> I remember there was this one level where you kind of go underwater. Yeah. Um, there's probably like seven maps that are like just tweaked throughout. And you get like three uh, Grand Prix that you can go through and then like a four course invitational. So I think altogether there's like 25 levels, I think, that you can like race through in tournament. Um, and they're all sort of variations. Like the first Grand Prix is like the most straightforward. And then they just add sort of more wrinkles. And then by the time you get to the Invitational, like I actually, the only reason I won one of the races was because like I got really good at using my break, which like you would never had to use before in any of the levels. Um, it's really good. It's a little frustrating. I still don't understand the upgrade system. And it's like the only trophy preventing me from getting the platinum right now. And I've beaten the game probably four times like every single race and I still don't have enough money to buy the parts I need to get that trophy. So I'm probably there's like a cheat code where you can like enter a debug menu. And then I'm probably just going to use that and just abuse it to, to get the platinum. But I would. Yeah. At this point, um, yeah, but like, do it. I don't even think I'm going to delete this off my PlayStation, man. Like it's so much fun. It's so much fun to play. They didn't it, add in, in any like sort of multiplayer or anything, did they? I uh, believe there's multiplayer. I believe there's two player like local co-op, but I don't. Okay. I, like I live with my girlfriend and my dad, and I don't think either of them are particularly right. interested in okay. playing that. Um, you, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I remember when Limited Run did their thing with that game, and I I didn't go with it because I bought um, I have it, and then I I uh, have a really nice case for it. But the cool thing about when you get the game on Limited Run, if you get the the certain edition, you get like this really it's a it's a come on like a metal but it's in the shape of the cartridge oh, that's you know incredible. i regret it's, not ordering this so much now i regret yeah because i got turok one and two 
And then recently I got, um, there was another one. I think I just, oh, Doom 64 I got. So I got, so when, when the Nintendo 64 titles start releasing, and if it's a game that I like, I'm just not going to buy any of them. I'm going to start getting that just because it's a really cool, like a little collector's item. Yeah. Um, this game's incredible and it, it really goes to show like, uh, we got a surprise for like our feature and at the end of this episode, and we're going to talk about some stuff, but like, man, this game has done more. To, like, I'm just so like, we talked about this recently. Like, I'm just so into star Wars again. Like I'm, my hyper fixation is back. I've been reading all the comics, reading all the books and like this game was just like a new thing that I'd never experienced before. And like, it actually just makes me feel like I'm in a part of star Wars. Like I never really got to be a part of like, it's just, it's so cool to be in that universe without shooting something or without, you know, holding a lightsaber or jumping or anything, but it's just like, no man, here's my little slice of the galaxy. Here's where I'm King. Here's where I need to be the best. And it was just so cool to do that without the dark side, you know? Um, God, it was great. I haven't played that game since I was a kid, but I remember loving that game. So one of these days I'm going to pick it up. I, I don't know if I want it on Switch or on PS4, but I go PS4. I'll, yeah, it's, I think I probably will. I think this is like with the last day it's on sale. Uh, okay. So it's, it was it. part of the holiday sale. It was 10 bucks or sorry, the 20th, I think is the last day it's on sale. Okay. 10 bucks. I, I grabbed that. I grabbed Jedi Outcast. Like I just grabbed everything I didn't have before. And I'm just right. like committed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to platinum all these games. I'm going to get it done. God. Well, and one of Star these Wars days, so cool. damn it. One of these days I need to go through and play freaking Republic Commando because I've never played it and I've oh. never played um, Rogue Squadron, any of them. So, ah, uh, yeah. Um, those my are jams. like must plays for me at some point. My Republic jams. Commando is basically, it's, it's kind of like a, a light version of like Rainbow Six Three. Like you can issue really simple commands to your team, but it just, mm-hmm. it just feels, yeah. it just feels good, man. Yeah. The main thing you're doing is sending them to sniper positions. So that way you could do your things and then, you know, but yeah, it's good. It, I, I mean, like I play that at least once every couple of years, Republic right. Commando. Plus it's really, sh- it's like three acts and like each act is like a, a five part mission. And it feels like a little mini movie almost like if mm-hmm. it feels like a, nice. a special on the Clone Wars cartoon or something like it's, it's and and the thing is is they left it off where they should be doing a sequel and what I was thinking the other day how amazing would would it be to do a, a sequel to that and have the Bad Batch come in mm-hmm. yep when really when cool. Respawn announced they were making a Star Wars game I just assumed it was Republic Commando too because I mean like their their pedigrees and shooters. Yeah, and I'm like, still in shock that they ended up doing a third person lightsaber based game instead of and it's shooter. and it's really good. It's really yeah. good. And yeah. I'm going to play it again on my PlayStation five now that the sorry, getting getting ahead of ourselves. No, it's OK, because mine's downloading right now. So okay. I do my. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh, coach, what have you been playing? Uh, I had a few hours to play Paper Mario, but that was earlier. That was after like right after our podcast, like Wednesday or Thursday. So gotcha. I haven't really played much. Well, since we're already somewhat on this topic, we're going to move into the news. Coach, do you want to talk about your story about well, film? Right. So this is a good talking point because EA hasn't done the best with Star Wars games since they've they've gotten the, you know, the um, what you call it license. 
Yeah, the license. Okay. So we've had uh, Battlefront 1, right? The first one. And it was cool at first, but then it died out real quick. Then we finally had a little bit of a story with Battlefront 2. And it just, you know, it just wasn't working. There's so much controversy with that game. And we talked about it plenty of times. And then, of course, Jedi Fallen Order, right? So now lucasfilm games is beginning a new era okay now i'm almost positive 2023 is when um the deal with ea is done so we yeah we will get another jedi fallen order 2 so um so basically I'm just going to read this off of StarWars.com. Um, it says, StarWars.com is thrilled to reveal that Lucasfilm Games is now the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm, a name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye toward the future. To mark this new era, Lucasfilm Games has launched social social channels on Twitter and Facebook which will deliver breaking news and more directly to fans. You can watch a special sizzle reel, blah, blah, blah. So basically Lucasfilm games is going to be the, um, the producer, the district. I mean, I, I don't know the publisher, I guess it seems like what's going to happen is they're going to pick and choose. Okay. We want this game. So who do we want to come develop it? you know, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think we would have gotten more uh, Star Wars games in the eight years that, you know, we've been getting games. Or when did uh, Battlefront come out? Was it 12 or 13? Or was it at, or 15? I think it was 15. Uh, it was 15. Maybe it was 15. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I, I'm okay with this. At first I'm like, okay, what are they going to do with this? Are they going to mess it up? Like the sequels. I mean, what's going to happen with it? But, um, but hopefully, but there's nothing to mess up because they otherwise they're not doing anything. So, I, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I am beyond stoked. Yeah, I'm excited to see what comes of this. I think, and um, you know, it, it may already be coming into play a little bit with the Indiana Jones game um, that was announced today as well. But obviously, that's kind of a Lucasfilm title as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm curious to see what happens moving forward. I'm, I'm hoping that we get more story-based Star Wars stuff. As much as I loved the multiplayer and Battlefront, which I know it's not everyone's jam, but I, I did genuinely like Battlefront 2, and it did get a lot better. So I do want to go back. I do want to go so back, good. George, just because you mentioned it. I, at some point, we all need to go back and play that co-op mode because I never played it. Is um, that the um, PvE? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Republic commandos or something, right? Isn't it? I think when I was playing it, I played like the first wave, which was only like a Republic era. And I think they've added the other two eras as well. So at some point we all need to go play that because I, uh, I enjoyed that game, but obviously with how, how well Jedi fallen order did, like I'm hoping we see some more stuff like that, especially with kind of the amount of star Wars story content that we're about to get in the next two to three years with Disney plus. Not even that, yeah. but like Lucasfilm, like it. I'm really excited for the Star Wars games, but there's right. so much more to Lucasfilm than just Star right. Wars games. Yeah. Like, I mean, the announcement of Indiana Jones got me really excited because, like, Machine Games, I know, uh, was it 
uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood was not like the best received game, but like they're still a really good developer because New Colossus was great. New uh, New Order was great. Like they they've they've got more hits than misses over there. So I'm excited to see what they do. Plus, I haven't really loved any Indiana Jones game I've played, so I'm excited for the opportunity to maybe love a new one. Um, yeah. My hope with all of this, my initial hope is, of course, is that one, we will get a sequel to Republic Commando, but more importantly, Lucasfilm will give Factor 5 money and say, (laughs) start giving us Rogue Squadron games again, please. Because Rogue Squadron, as I know right now, has not, they're still together. Or Rogue Rogue Squadron, Factor 5. Factor 5 is still together. What blows my mind is that, like, we've gotten Star Wars Bounty Hunter. We've gotten Episode One Racer. We've gotten Super Bombad Racing or whatever, like, the sequel was. Or Sebulba's Revenge. Yeah. Pardon me. Sebulba's Revenge. Um, you know, we've gotten Super Star Wars. Like, all these games are playable. Like Jedi Outcast. Um, yeah. All these old games have come back. And, like, so many games have been released on, like, good old games. Like, you can play, like, the original Rogue Squadron, like, the N64 version. Uh Empire at War, I think, is on good old games. I got Galactic Battlegrounds on good oh, old games. They have so much on there. The TIE, tie Fighter games, yeah. the mm-hmm. X Wing games, they have all that stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, how come we can have literally every game except the ones that people really, really want to play? It makes no sense. Like, and I understand, even if they could only bring it to Switch, okay, that's fine. But like, put it on Switch, man. No, yeah, no, they would put it on the big ones. I hope so. I hope they yeah. would. God, because this wouldn't be a deal with uh, with Nintendo. This would be let's get let's get it out on all systems. You know, mm. yeah. At some point, I want to pick up Squadrons because I haven't played it yet. But it's usually on sale for like twenty bucks to yeah. like twenty five bucks. Um, I think that game's good. I think it's good. I don't think it's my jam. Yeah, just because it's like a little bit more technical than I think I want it to be. Yeah, yeah, it is. And but I guess for me that's what I want. But that's because I like really miss flight games. Like um, when Ace Combat Seven came out, that was like just mind blowing for me because it had been so long since we had gotten a game like that. So I'm hoping that Squadrons kind of fills that that hole for me as well. Whenever I pick it up. But mm-hmm. Anyway, so cool. Yes, very there's cool. The, there's the Lucasfilm stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with it. And real quick before we do move on is mm-hmm. I do hope that because I heard someone say this, but they can make like the Filoni verse, you know, the Filoni Favreau verse or like the Marvel verse. They could do that with Jedi Fallen Order. I read somewhere where they were thinking about doing that, where they're going to be doing all these different games, but they're all going to be tied into each other. Maybe it was something else. I don't know. But for some reason, I thought it was with the Jedi Fallen Order. Well, it'd be cool if they did that. I think at this point, like, I don't know. I'm just a sucker for Marvel. So, like, seeing what they did this past, like, 10 years was, um, for me, just mind-blowing. Like, the stories they were able to tell over, you know, 20 movies, whatever it was. Um, I would love to see, you know, multiple Star Wars releases over the span of a few years as far as video games go. and they all kind of connect in some way or feature similar characters or what was, what was that mobile game they had? That was like, I don't think it was galaxy of heroes, but it was like a third person action game that you could play on your phone. 
And I know came, what you're talking about. It but came I can't out before the EA deal, and then like when the EA deal came out, they like closed it down, and it was really disappointing because that game was like yeah. legitimately fun. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but I I, I can see it in my head. Yeah. I remember it. That one was super fun, and like oh God, like I thirteen thirteen has to be somewhere, you know, right? Like, Especially when we have a show about a Mandalorian and we're getting a Boba Fett show. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. You know you need to release that. It was so, like, crazy. Well, how many games did they just... That they were working on that EA said, oh, no, we scrapped it. 13-13. Even Tiny Death Star was, like, a fun mobile game, you know? That was like you were just adding new levels to your Death Star, building shops, trying to get more people to live there. Like that, it sounds so stupid, and it was so stupid. But like that was the only mobile game I played for like six months, where I was just like, oh, I'm at a bar waiting for a friend. Like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll, I'll throw ten minutes into this, right? And like that game, game went away. Like that was so good. <laughs> what game was Amy Henny working on? Um. Oh, that was was the it one- thirteen thirteen or was it another? No, it was some other thing. I forgot about that. Yeah. That one got scrapped and is like being worked on again by EA Vancouver, I think. Yeah. Right. But they're trying to figure out a way to monetize it. But then after the success of Fallen Order, maybe they're like, we might have screwed up here. Because wasn't it the Dead Space team? Yeah. And, and now they're right? making their That's new crazy. thing that was announced at the, the Game Awards. Right. Um, right. So I EA, forgot really, about that game. EA really screwed up there, man. That was yeah. that there's was like two big games that they just canceled. That would have been interesting too. I, you know, I don't know if it would have been a horror game, but I, I will say, imagine a horror Star Wars game. That would be fascinating. Well, you could do something where you get the, you have jump scares. You yeah. know, right, right. Remember that time they flew their ship into a giant space slug? <laughs> scary stuff happens all the time there. There's always a bigger fish. You know, yeah. it's, it's a scary place, the galaxy. Well, speaking of big and scary, it will just knock my topic out quick, just because I want to talk about it. Um, Nintendo released this trailer today for Mario, Super Mario 3D World and slash plus Bowser's Fury. I don't, I'm not exactly sure how to say it because it's a plus sign. So I'm I'm just going to say Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, um, which is, in my opinion, like one of the best Mario games and uh, cannot wait for it. But they showed off this trailer. Did you guys watch it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> insane. Absolutely you- insane. What do you think about the knowledge that um, a Mario game is going to feature a kaiju fight? Yeah, they. <laughs> it's like that, and like Gigantamax, like rolled into like one. Right? Game. Like it's yeah, it's it looks absolutely insane, and I am. I wasn't going to buy that game. I really wasn't. Um, I know someone who is doing advertising work on the campaign for that game, and like, oh God, I. I was like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, they already released this game. I already played it. So, like, you're going to have to come up with something, like, really creative to, like, yeah, you know, get the hardcore fans to buy it because a lot of them have already played it. So, like, thank God it's a Mario game and everyone buys Mario stuff on Switch. And yeah. a lot of people who had a Switch had a Wii U. So your job's pretty easy. But it's going to take some convincing to get people like me. And then I see this trailer and I'm like, they did the convincing. Like, they did it. They did it so well. <laughs> Well, I knew it was going to be a little different when they showed that first trailer and they were like kind of reluctant to show like the actual new stuff in the game. Mm-hmm. So like seeing all this and like 
I mean, it looks crazy. The worlds seem way more open compared to how they were in the base game. And maybe that's just like, you know, trailer magic at work. But they seem like they're like actually pretty big levels, kind of more akin to like Mario Odyssey or something like that. So um, that looks cool. But man, like the way they portrayed Bowser, like this is just the coolest looking Bowser like I've ever seen. It's super awesome. Yeah, I saw the trailer and I was like, how has bowser ever lost to mario like if, know, right it's like if you had this in your back pocket the entire time like dude how have you ever like he's a he's like five foot four plumber boy I'm not knocking anyone who's a plumber <laughs> my best friends are plumbers that's true but like he is a 300 foot tall prehistoric turtle dinosaur <laughs> like he can spit fire he can breathe in the vacuum of space he does everything yep how has he how does he lose to mario every time <laughs> it makes no sense <laughs> and and my question on this is normally we would have gotten a direct a mini direct on this and we didn't get it you know right. and one thing about nintendo is they bury things that are going good for them now i don't know if it's because of covid and the pandemic that we're in but we haven't gotten a true um direct yeah in like 18 months and a long time (laughs) and it's something like this that normally i would think nintendo would be like you know they would have something you know even if it was just for 10 or 15 minutes you know because they didn't they have a direct for pikmin 3 i think did they maybe i honestly i don't really remember how they announced that game I but, can't recall. Yeah. They did a they were doing those mini directs. They did like one a month, like all through the fall, but like there were a couple that were just like, okay, this sucks. Yeah. But I don't keep my finger super close on the Nintendo Pulse. Like I I like my Switch, but I don't I'll yeah. be, like I don't really play it that much, you know, like I'll probably play this and then just right. put it back into sleep mode or whatever. But like have have there been like treehouse events like I don't really think so. Like, there, there really hasn't demos. been much of anything. If there was, if there was one for um, for Smash Brothers not too long ago. For new I characters? Think, oh, for the new yeah. character, Sephiroth, yeah. Yeah, so they've been kind of doing stuff like that. But yeah. I'm trying to I think, mean, what was the last Treehouse that they did? It was a, for a pretty big game. Animal Crossing is the last one I can think of. They did that for sure. They did like a a sit down kind of treehouse type thing for it. I feel like they might have, I guess you wouldn't really consider it a treehouse, but when Age of Calamity came out, it was around the time of Tokyo Game Show and they did, it was remote obviously, but they did like, like 45 minutes of gameplay or something and like this live uh, panel at TGS remotely. So, I mean, they, they've done stuff like that, but yeah, directs have just kind of been gone. So honestly though, I'm not too bothered by it. I'm kind of happy with what they're doing right now just because it's like, you know, when they announced Paper Mario, it was like you wake up one morning and, oh, there's a new Paper Mario coming out in two weeks. It's like, okay, I kind of like that. And then they did the same thing with the 3D All-Stars where it was like, <laughs> I remember there was that that leak that said the, the Mario All-Stars Direct was coming. Um, but nobody was entirely sure. And then it like just appeared that one day and they were like, yeah. Mario All-Stars out in two weeks. 
So I don't know. I kind of like that stuff, honestly. But I miss the whole big direct, though. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, they, yeah, they were doing was, so good with it. It was like a quarterly, like, mini E3. So, like, I, I yeah, totally I get why you missed that. Um, but I feel like Inside Xbox has been slowing down, too, right? Yeah. Like, that live stream. And then I can't remember what Sony's was called. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I can't remember. And I'm like, a I big, really don't know. I'm a huge Sony Fate fan. Play? Is yes, that what it is? yes, that is exactly what it yeah. was. Okay. Um, damn, like, I can't remember the last one I saw of that. Um, so it seems like everyone is just kind of keeping like their, their cards pretty close to their chest. But like, the last game, one I gaming saw is up overall, like in terms of money being spent. So like, yeah, yeah. The last one I saw was when Sony talked like, 10 hours on their memory card okay. <laughs> oh god that awful like hour-long presentation by mark cerny that was like just dreadful because yeah. well, that, yeah. that was supposed to be the gdc talk right yeah and they were like the way they had hyped it up they were like this is our unveiling of the ps5 and it was like no guys here's our unveiling of our solid state drive in our ps5 so so many people anyway. were like pissed off <laughs> Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Our last news topic here, George. Yeah. What's coming out in March? Oh, man, it's about friggin' time. Mass Effect Legendary Collection comes out in March. Supposedly. We'll, we'll see. It's up for pre-order now on, I believe, Amazon and Best Buy and GameStop. But yep. this is the 4K HD, super pretty, fancy, ultra HD mega wizard edition of mass effect trilogy I, I believe it comes with all the dlc like uh was it fire in the sky right for for mass effect one yeah i don't even remember uh, that there were so many pinnacle station for mass effect one shadow um, broker i know is one yeah uh leviathan yeah no i'm i'm very excited i'm a little bummed because this means like i'm probably never going to touch my playstation 3 copies ever again which means i should just give up on those platinums right now but um yeah, God, I'm so excited. I'm so freaking excited. I'm excited. But as I said in the Slack the other day, if this comes out, I believe the leak was like March 12th or 13th, like in that time frame. I probably won't be getting it right away only because Monster Hunter comes out like two weeks later. Sure. And um, that game is going to have my life for the next six months at least. So what's really cool too though is like these are big games like the first mass effect is probably like a, a four, 30 hour game but right. like mass effect 2 is probably like a 20 hour game and mass effect yeah. 3 is probably like a 20 to 25 hour game like they're really big i'm not going to pretend they're not but like right. they also fly by generally pretty quickly right and so it's not like a big commitment like a final fantasy 7 remake i feel like that game was like in itself like 50 hours right oh yeah and the thing I'll say, too, is for me, at least, I'm excited for this one, because Mass Effect is one of my favorite series of all time. But two, because I never actually played any of the DLC at all in awesome. any of the games. So this is going to be a really good opportunity for me to play all that stuff. I know um, people speak pretty highly of one. It might have been Shadow Broker and two. There's one that people say is like phenomenal. So I'm, I'm that really was, excited. That, that was Shadow that. Broker, Layer of the Shadow Broker for two. And yeah. then Citadel for Mass Effect yes. three was also very highly regarded. Yeah. So but it, for me, it's OK. You know, if it, if it comes out in March, I'll probably pass on it till maybe summer, which is fine, because that means like at that point, I should have a PS5 or something. And then I can really play like the, you know, real upgraded version. So 
Mm-hmm. Have they given a date yet? It's speculation. This date leaked, I think, on multiple retailers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it I, I just like looked at on Amazon. I couldn't find anything about the game. Yeah, it's not it's not confirmed, but it sounds like this is going to be the release date. Yeah, so. only five years too late, but yeah, it's great. I missed the boat on Mass Effect. Yeah. You know? So I'll be excited to get into it because, you know, it's it's space. So I'm, I, you know, I honestly, if you like Star Wars or Star Trek, like there's no situation in which you don't like Mass Effect as well. It's so good. It is so hard sci-fi and yeah. it's just a phenomenal series. Yeah, I was going to ask. I know you're big into Star Wars. Are you into Star Trek at all? You know, in the 90s, I would watch uh, The Next Generation. Mm hmm. And that, that's about it. Now, I remember when I was younger, my parents, after, when my dad got home from work, he always watched the old school uh, Star Trek when it was, you know, the, on the reruns and stuff sure. like that. So, but I don't know. I just never got into it just because I was so hardcore um, Star Wars. But I will say this, the reboot that they did not too long ago, um, I enjoyed the first one. Oh, the movies, yeah. Yes, the movies, yeah. the reboot. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think Austin hit the nail on the head. Like, I think it is the perfect blend of big Star Wars spectacle and just, like, daily yeah. life Star Trek-ness that happens in this game. I think they found a really good balance, and it's just really thoughtful. Like, they have, like, this one species of aliens that, like, can't convey tone, so they have to, like, basically narrate how they're saying something as they say it. Yeah. And it's just it sounds like I'm sorry, Austin, for the swear, but it's just it sounds like just posting were a species like it would just be this species. It's they're called the Elcor. Like it's it's just really like interesting and weird. And oh, God, it's so cool, man. Like it is just such a cool world to get lost in. Um, and the characters are awesome. Yeah. Like all of them. They're all so cool. How can you not love Garrus? You can't, you can't not love Garrus. How can you not love Liara? And it's just right. the entire game is contingent upon you making decisions, which I think is really cool. And why I think that like a Mass Effect movie wouldn't work because like part of the reason Mass Effect is so cool is the world. Yes, but it's also because it's a world you get to shape. And when you take that yep. agency away in like a, uh, like a, a book or a film, like it loses something about what makes it so special. And so like, you know, little four issue comics on like a certain character, like, yeah, that's pretty harmless. But like, what's cool is the way you sculpt this universe. And that's just, right. like, that's just gone in, in some medium. So it's really, and while, while it only has like a, what is it? Three endings at the end of the series, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they changed it. Yeah. But I never, I, I, I never, never played that. Yeah, I didn't do the director's cut thing because I was happy with the way it ended for me. I um, just remember a lot of people weren't though. Yeah, that was for some reason. That was I honestly think like a big part of like what gave Gamergate like the the confidence to to be as crappy as they were because they were like, no, see, we were right. Like we told Bioshock the ending of their game sucked and they changed it for us. So like the gamers are smart. The gamers are always right. Um, it just. I mean, I've said it before, but it didn't make sense to me. Like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm more open to that ending than other people. But, like, I thought it was fine. Like, I wasn't. I had, In fact, if you had never told me that people were mad about it, I would have never yeah. thought that sentiment. So oh, Mass Effect 3 is my favorite one. And everyone complains right. about the ending. But, like, the entire game is the ending. 
Like the, right. the, 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 it's a 25 hour ending to the entire series. Like that's the whole right. point of the game. And I feel like everyone just sort of missed that for like the actual final decision you get to make. And it's, it's really frustrating, man. It's like when people watch fight club and they're like, man, it'd be so cool to start a fight club. It's like, actually this entire movie was about how that's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> and so they just, they just kind of like miss the forest for the trees or miss the trees for the forest, right. whatever, whichever expression works there. Uh, and that My was frustrating. Favorite. My favorite thing about Mass Effect, though, is the way that the stories connect. Like, you'll do something in one and, you know, two games later in three, because you did this thing in one, like, this character's gonna die. Like, you really messed up bad in one, and, which is what I did. So. It, it totally it totally <laughs> feels like Billy Madison, where it's like, yeah. Steve Buscemi comes in at the end of the movie and, like, shoots Bradley Whitford or whatever, like, at the, at the decathlon, and then it yeah. just cuts to Adam Sandler's like, man, I'm glad I called that guy. And it's like, yeah. yeah, man, it's just that the video game. It's just you trying to make the best possible decision. So you're in like right. a less egregious position when crap really hits the fan two games later. It's it's great. It's 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 really special. It's just like the ramifications again, like there's only three or four main endings, whatever it is, but there's still like story threads throughout that are, you know, playing off and like, you know, you make run one wrong decision it's going to have some pretty deadly ramifications usually. Oh, so. My favorite character died in three. And I remember like I had to give the okay for them to go off and die. And I just like put my controller like on the coffee table in front of me. And it took me like five minutes to actually press X to like, let it happen. Then I like watch a scene play out. Then I like pause the game. And then I like poured myself a bourbon with like a shaky hand and like went on my porch and just like smoked a cigarette. Like, I can't believe I killed my best friend to like, yeah. Oh God. So good. Yeah. So Mass Effect Masterpiece series, I think. Thank God it's getting remade. Thank God. After seven years. Yeah. Speaking when of we're already on to the next system. <laughs> Speaking of remakes, uh, really quickly, I think we can do this in a couple couple like 10 minutes, maybe. I think we can knock it out. Mm -hmm. But we all assigned ourselves some homework and we had a list of games that we wanted to share that we wanted to get like the Mass Effect treatment. So we wanted to talk about what would be, what should be remade next. Right. And now we can cross Mass Effect off that list. And I'm very happy. I know. That's it's exciting. Great. So exciting. Also three games for 60 bucks. That's a steal. That's great. All right. So how many, how many games are we talking here? Are we doing like one each or are we doing a few? Cause I we, have a few. Oh, I've got, I've got like 12. And well, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk at length about all of them. Um, <laughs> well, George, go first. All right, my number one. Um, this is like with the like. I understand that these games are available on PC. I understand these games have probably had been modded heavily on PC. That's neat. I don't really have a PC I can play on. Um, all I want to do is play a good version of Half Life and Half Life Two on my PlayStation Five. Yeah, it's a good one. <sighs> Because they released, what was it, Orange Box or whatever? Did that have Half-Life in it on the 360? It did not have the original Half-Life, no. just Half-Life okay. 2 and Episode 1. So I guess there's really two. never been a play a way to play it. It was on it was on PlayStation 2 and I believe the original okay. Xbox. But like even okay. then, like those were very compromised versions compared to what happened on PC. Right. And man, I would just love to see like Half-Life Alex, like I feel like that series is like just being talked about in a way that it hasn't in a couple years. So like yeah. Why not cash in cash in that half-life check while you can? That's a really good one. 
right. yeah I, I never played any of those those games but at some point i need to because I, I do want to play alex but mm-hmm. you want to keep you want to just shoot them oh. off or you want to go one by one um yeah sure I could, I could shoot off a couple more um a bunch of these i'm just gonna like list them all because like the reason i want them is for like preservation's sake right um and i don't know how official this is just because like but all right, I'll just get to him. Crimson Skies, Morrowind, Jade Empire. And so these were like classic uh, Xbox games mm-hmm. that I think were super ambitious for their time, but they really only exist. They exist now because of backwards compatibility. But like, I would want these to be like full blown remakes. Right. Um, and like, as great as it was that Skyrim came to Switch, can you imagine if like Morrowind came to Switch or if Oblivion came to Switch? Like, I'd almost be more excited just because it's been so right. long that those would feel like newer games to me than. And they're not on everything. Yeah. Like yeah. Resident Evil 4. Yeah. <laughs> so Jade Empire, that was was that a Bioware game? I can't it, remember. It was, yeah. Okay. I never I don't really know anything about that one. I just remember people talking about it. So is it also a, a, a an RPG similar to Mass Effect and Knights of the Old Republic, where you choose you you can make choices? Yes, but it's a little bit more like action oriented than like Knights okay. of the Republic because like Knights of the Republic was just playing like D and D rules, right? Like wasn't that like third edition or second edition or something? Like in terms of like the actual like mechanics behind the scenes, it was turn based. Like I know that much. I think um, so. And so Jade Empire, like I haven't played it since college. Like I mostly watched my roommate play it because that was like one of his favorite games. But yeah, man, like bring that back, make it pretty, make it nice. Also, I feel like Bioware, like if they just go back and redo all the things that. Uh, made people love them maybe people they'll re- might love them again. yeah people might love them again maybe yeah. they'll remember why people love them i don't mean to kick them while they're down i'm sorry bioware <laughs> i platinum anthem i really i had fun with it oh god you did i did oh geez not only that i, I never it, played it i did it in three weeks <laughs> just because i want to know what are your thoughts on that game um a bunch of really really good ideas that just did not come together in the best way um so disappointing but in- interesting interesting ideas and interesting approach and honestly like i i understand all these games want to like differentiate themselves from destiny but like i wouldn't i wouldn't be embarrassed yeah. about cribbing from destiny because like i think they're doing it pretty well yeah nice coach um, what about yeah are, are you you have more to yeah i, I want to hear from you guys though coach all right so for me my number one game and I mean, it's not a big AAA, but I would like to see the original Legend of Zelda be remade in the same, using the same engine and graphic style as Link's Awakening. Ooh, that would that would like, I I, I wouldn't cry on, I wouldn't break down and cry, but I would be close <laughs> only because I have a soft spot for that game. Um, for some. For some reason, my parents knew what what games to get, you know, Contra, um, Tyson's Punch Out, and we didn't have to ask for them. They they were able to get it right. But I remember when we got when I got Zelda and the box and just everything about it, or you know, the cartridge and everything about it. Like my brother would play it before I got home, and then I would play it. You know, we would like go back and forth, and uh, we would race to see who could beat it first. And, um, it's, you go back now, it's, it's hard game. It's a really difficult game. 
game. But to do it in um, the the engine that they used for Link's Awakening, that would definitely that would blow me away. You know, um, besides you know Republic Commando or Ro- Rogue Squadrons, um, I would love. And I and I thought about this. I think it would be cool if, and it won't ever happen, but if the original Donkey Kong Country games were be able, would be able to be remade in the same vein uh, as um, Tropical Freeze and Returns. I think that'd be cool to, to, to yeah. visualize it like that. I, I really would. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Tropical Freeze and, and uh, the Wii one are so good. And honestly, if they just kind of took the level design of 1, 2, and 3 and you know recreated it in that engine, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, and I'm just hoping that somehow Nintendo has the third Donkey Kong Country, you know, game. Because what has Retro Studios been working on this whole time? That has been a lot of years between the time that we found out that they're taking over the reins of uh, Metroid Prime 4 to the... Tropical Freeze. To Tropical Freeze, you know? What was that, like... Five, six years, something like that. It was a February game in 14. Yeah. 14 is when. And we just found out about Metroid, I want to say in 2019 was when they took over. So it was like five years. There was that rumor for a while that they were making that like Star Fox racing Racing game. game. Yeah. But I I don't know if. (laughs) I don't know if that's what they're actually working on at this point. I feel like that makes sense because in my head. Metroid, Star Fox, and F Zero all took place in the same universe. Yeah, so, hell yeah! I could see Metroid and Star Fox in Great the same God. universe. Well, isn't Captain Falcon? Isn't he also a bounty hunter slash race car driver? <laughs> I don't remember. I think uh, he is. You lightly touch. I want to see the original Metroid Prime remade too. Like, I think that game is that was on my list. That yeah. game is beautiful. And I think it could be really special, especially like with the new lighting on these new consoles, like even on Switch, like you could do something really, really crazy and really cool. Um, Why not tell Microsoft, hey, look, you've been giving us some of your games, but you want to take one and two and three and and do your magic and put it on the uh, Series X? Go right ahead. Imagine that. Well, that. I think that was like one of the downfalls of three and why I never finished it. Like uh, Metro prime corruption. Like I did, I did not like the motion controls that I had to do. Um, and that's why like I own the trilogy remastered for Wii, but like, man, the, I would rather play that with a GameCube controller any day of the week. Um, right. Preferably one with a turbo button. Cause that was how I beat it in college. It was great. <laughs> really, really made it a lot easier actually. <laughs> so is that it coach? Yeah, that's it. Those are my big ones. Those are pretty good. I'm actually really impressed. You didn't say like KOTOR, Rogue Squadron. And, well, and everybody Rogue knows Rogue. that I want that. I mean, sure. I should probably say that at least once a month. Sure. <laughs> Every E3 when we do our yeah. predictions. They're going to announce it. Yes. Rogue the Squadron, sequel. Republic Commando. Also, I mean, hats <laughs> off to Microsoft, though, for their backwards compatibility. Like, yes, it's it's incredible what they're able to do and like make the games run better. And like, that's why like coming up like a full list was kind of hard and like it really just makes sony and nintendo kind of like look bad you know yeah i mean it's honestly as much as i love you know my sony games 
it's part of the reason why I'm still tempted to get a Series X first is because I know that like there's such a massive library that I could play it's on so that good. system. I'm so happy with my purchase. So plus, I think Breakdown is one of the free games this month. The original Xbox game. That game's incredible. Yeah. Add that. Like that game should also be remade. That game's so good. <laughs> is Gotham um, Racing on there on backwards compatibility too? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not but, sure about that one. But that's like one of the frustrating things is like it, the the limited scope of the backwards compatible games. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've got I've got a couple more. And again, this is just because it's so frustrating to play these games. And like, yeah. I don't know if a remake is necessarily the right answer or just like a port. But like these games need to be like available in perpetuity because like I shouldn't have to dig up my Nintendo 64 to play Shadows of the Empire. You know, like I, I just shouldn't have to. Like that game was super important. Yeah. And it's Star Wars, and like you sold every other Star Wars game, so like make Shadows of the Empire available. Um, yeah, Dino Crisis. That game is locked to PlayStation oh, One. That's got to be the next remake from Capcom, as soon as they're that caught is up. A on, good pick, George. On Jeez. Resident Evil. Um, let's see what else. F Zero GX. That game should be a visual powerhouse on the Switch because it was a visual powerhouse on the GameCube, and it still looks really good. Nintendo yep. doesn't want money. Um, Eternal Darkness should also come out. I think it could be really fun yeah. if it messes with you it, while playing in like handheld mode versus like dock mode. I think that would be super cool. I think that would be awesome. Um, Pokemon Silver and Gold. I assume that's going to be like the next in the Let's Go series. Probably. Um, Probably. Wii Sports slash Wii Sports Resort. Dude. Right? Yeah. It's got it. Why is that not a thing? It. I don't know. It's got to come back. It's got to come back. The thing is, people love those games. I know they're like pack, or at least the first one. I know it was a pack-in game, but like, I still feel like people, if they put that on Switch, people would still play that game like crazy. Yeah. So, and they actually they re-released them on the Wii U with mm-hmm. online support. Oh, I didn't. Know but that. you had to buy them like individually, so you had to buy like Wii Sports Golf, Wii Sports Bowling, and they were each like ten dollar packages or something. That's really dumb. It was dumb and it failed, but I one, it was on the Wii U, and two, it was probably because they were, you know, sold like that. But no, no dude, the second they put those games on Switch, I would be there. Yeah. I love Wii Sports. Yeah, no, the Wii was super special, man. And like, it's weird how like Nintendo just moved on from like what made it so special. Yep. Um, I remember the first time playing the tennis. Mm-hmm. I was just like, whoa, this is insane. <laughs> Next gen baby. Yep. Yeah. Well, it took me like over a year to finally be able to get the stupid Wii. Yeah. Like it was impossible. It was about a year for me as well. Yeah. I didn't get one until like 2010, 2011. Like it took me that long to to yeah. finally like have enough games where I'm like, okay, this I can justify this. Okay, I want this. Like, and then finally pulling the trigger. Um final game, weird game, but PlayStation 3 is just its own little island out there and like nothing you can play sorry you can't play playstation 3 games on like literally anything except a playstation 3 and i'm like terrified of the day my playstation 3 is gonna die uh 3d dot game heroes which was like an atlas game that was like kind of like the original zelda yeah that game was played it that game was great um i can't believe they just abandoned that series that stuff was that, that game was super fun i remember everybody recommending that game but i never Never got around to playing it, so super hard, but super fun. Um, and again, I don't know if like remakes or re-releases, or, like I, I don't know the right 
verbiage to use for this. Um, yeah. But like, I basically, I just want these games to be available. Like, I, I hate that you have to have a artifact from, you know, 1996 to play a certain Star Wars game or like a PC. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of mine here are are uh, PS3 focused for that reason. Um, I mean, with the cell processor, I get uh, that it's like hard to move things off and like get them onto other systems. But like, tell me one and two. F- Where F- are they? F yeah. Where tell me, tell me the big one. I want the big one. Tell me the big Metal one. Metal Gear Solid 4. Where is Metal Gear Solid 4? That wasn't what I was looking for, but I accept it. Yeah. Okay. What's the big one, George? Because I don't know what the big one is. Mag, baby. Bring bring oh, back dude. Mag. <laughs> well, I wasn't considering Mag. <laughs> but now that you say that, I, I guess I didn't think about it since the servers have been shut down. But yeah, Mag in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, if I could choose any game to like instantly be brought on to PS5, you know, with with renewed servers, it would be Mag. It would be Mag. Well, it's just like, how is the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection stuck on PlayStation 3, man? Like, that's... And, like, I know a lot of people, myself included, are still, like, frustrated with the whole, like, situation from 5 and Kojima and everything that happened there. Um, But, like, I would still buy, you know, the Legacy Collection or whatever it is on PS5 or even PS4. Um, because I I just don't want to go back to my PS3 to play those games, and that's the only way you can play four. Yeah. It's only on PS3. So yeah, it's like no, no other way to play it. And Peace Walker, I think you can play Peace Walker on Xbox One, right? Like that's part of the yes. collection. Okay, I think so. So those are those are a few of mine. Um, another this is kind of in the weeds. I don't think you guys have played this series, but Ace Attorney, they did the trilogy, which is one, two, and three, but they didn't touch four, five, and six. So like. Where is that? But that's that's Capcom, right? Yeah. They've done a really good job of like releasing collections of Mega Man games I'd never even heard of before. So yeah. like I have to assume that one is maybe in the cards. Like I think that one's more likely than anything else we've listed today. <laughs> I, I think so too. I think it probably is coming. Um but yeah, for cuz I didn't play 5 and I played a little bit of 5 but not not too much and I never touched 6. But it's because they were on 3DS and like I just I think the Switch was already out at that point. And mm-hmm. I was like kind of over <laughs> the 3DS. Um, so I'm hoping that those are on the way. And then lastly, because I'm hoping it comes out this year, is uh, Skyward Sword and oh, on Switch. That's a good one. So those are my picks. Are the motion controls on Switch any good? I haven't really played a game that's had to use them. Uh depends on the game the biggest problem is because there's not like a sensor bar there's no way for them like the motion to stay like constantly calibrated so it's kind of that situation where like as you're playing like the i guess most of what i've played uses like a cursor mm-hmm. and so that cursor will like start drifting away and then you'll have to press like a recalibrate button on the controller to like put the cursor back to the center of the screen which is a little frustrating wasn't that how animal or not animal crossing but um pikmin 3 was yeah pikmin is like that and uh, mario galaxy as well for the star bits or whatever they Mm -hmm. were so but i guess in theory they could release like a usb sensor right probably yeah and I mean, honestly, though, I think they could figure out how to get Skyward Sword working without motion controls, too. Like, I think there's got to be a way to that like was, implement. Like, that was wide. frustrating. Yeah. Even with Motion Plus, like, I felt like I was constantly recalibrating my controller. Right. Um, so, 
we'll see. But I, I know everybody's been theorizing that it'll come out this year because um, it supposedly leaked a while back. But I don't know. We'll see. It's going to come out when uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy comes out on the Switch. So, so, so never? So never. Never. <laughs> you remember that, uh, what was it, like two years ago at the, uh, at the game Video Game Awards? Yeah. I was like, I was so, I didn't care about any of the awards. I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, oh, hell. <sighs> so frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's weird, too, the things that give you hope, you know? Like, yeah. Like Marvel Ultimate Alliance came out. So I'm like, oh man, maybe X-Men Legends will come out. Of course not. Of course, those games will never be remade for or like ported to to modern systems. Why would they? I'm an idiot for thinking that. Oh, uh, every single PlayStation 2 Star Wars game came out. I'm like, oh, well, maybe the GameCube will. Absolutely not. Of course not, you fool. Like (laughs) (laughs) the game everyone wants. Oh, yeah. We're not going to give it to them. That would be that's too obvious. Yeah. We don't want to make money. Going to play a little harder. Why would we want that? Yeah, money right, in, in this economy <laughs> <laughs> in the year of coronavirus who wants money <laughs> alright guys we'll wrap it up there I know George has got somewhere to be so we'll, we'll get dragons out of and here. dungeons yeah I think yeah. I think I've got a friend moving to the UK so I don't know if this might be his last session we'll see oh geez well tell him goodbye for us I don't know his name, but tell him goodbye. Yes. Safe travels, my friend. (laughs) I'll let him know. Thanks, guys. (laughs) As always, uh, Frameskip is available on practically everything, but you probably already know that since you're listening to us and you've gotten to the very end of the show. So if you are listening to us, though, on a a platform where you can review the show, please do so. Um, I know, obviously, Apple Podcasts is one of those. I think you can do it on Stitcher. There might be a few others, but please, if you're listening. I listen on Overcast, and it's great. I recommend that for iOS users. There you go. Overcast. Better than Apple Podcasts. It is better than Apple Podcasts. That's why I stopped using Apple Podcasts. George approved. Yep, buddy. If you want to send in questions to the show, we didn't have any this week, but you can fill out the question form at bit.ly slash frameskipq. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash frameskipq. You can also send us an email at frameskippodcast.com at gmail.com you can send us those questions also on our social media pages you can find us on twitter and instagram at frameskip pod or facebook.com slash frameskip pod george is on twitter at gb loftus coach is on twitter at frameskip pod <laughs> seth is on twitter at seth s taylor elijah's on twitter at local lizard man and i am at austin j eller did you memorize all that? Oh yeah, that's that's memorized. That's impressive. Hot no, damn. it's not. I just I read it off of this Google Doc. You're so good, so good at reading then. Like it, it sounded good. <laughs> like you're so, a producer of a radio station or something. I don't know. Yeah. God forbid I work in radio. That's it for this week, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I only swore once. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Catch you later. Peace.